So you're about to hear an episode where I talk about my relationship with my banker and my bank that we taped a while ago before the SVB bank crashed, before First Republic went under. But Friday, I have an interview with Everett Sands, who is the CEO of the Lendistry Online Bank. And you're going to hear not just the interview we did about banking and really having you go deep on your relationship with your bank and your banker, but he's going to tell you about all of what's going on with the banking system with these crashes and what you have to do and what you have to look forward to in how dealing with banks going forward. But enjoy my relationship with my bank and then come back on Friday to get the deep information from Everett Sands. Welcome to Moneymaker, the podcast that gives you the tools to enrich your life in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Nelly Galan. Let's get started. You know, I don't know if everybody knows this about Latinos, but, you know, some of us that have left our country. So I left Cuba when I was five, communist regime. We had to leave from one day to the next. We left our country and the banking system in the, com- in the country collapsed. And I know that here in the United States, people don't often think that could happen. I mean, we had a little scare there in 2008, but most people don't think that that could happen. But it does happen around the world all the time. And it certainly happens to a lot of people in Latin America and other countries around the world. And when I came here, you know, I grew up in a a family that really wanted to live in cash. We were really afraid to put our money in the bank. How, How would you not feel afraid of that? When, uh, you know, the bank took, takes all your money, they change the currency from one day to the next and your money was gone. And so, you know, so many of us grow up with that kind of insecurity. And for me in particular, you know, I, st- I, I tried to start a business for four years. Uh, it didn't go well. And then it went well and I came to California. But my business was kind of growing exponentially. And, you know, I like so like like all of us in the country had some kind of a relationship with the bank. I had some money in the bank. Right. But I really did not trust banks at all. And I still always had a lot of cash saved and all this stuff because I was always afraid. And as it turns out, I really was kind of getting scared because I had to start making TV shows and the money from the TV shows wasn't coming in for like 60 days, 90 days, whatever. And I'm like, I'm using all my own money. Sooner or later, I'm going to run out of money. And I was blessed that one of my colleagues said to me, you know, I know this Latina woman who uh, is the president of this banking division of Comerica in Los Angeles. And she's Latina. And maybe I'll introduce you to her. I think you need her. And I met this woman that's turned out to be one of my dearest friends and, uh, certainly one of my greatest mentors, Irene Romero, and you'll meet her at some point. And she was like, Nellie, I totally get it. I go, you know, I don't need, I don't like to have debt. I don't want to. And she goes, listen, you have to really work on this trauma you have around money. And she goes, you have to have a banking relationship with a bank and you have to understand how banks work. And you have to know that you're in a business. You have to borrow money from me. And it's called a bridge loan in order to pay for the stuff you're making, whether it's a TV show or you are making food or whatever it is, you have to put the money up front and then you're not gonna get paid for a while. And if you don't borrow money from a bank uh, or get you know, investors or whatever, you your business is gonna go under. 
And she kind of like scared me. And I was so lucky to have her because she uh, had the patience to deal with me. I think she felt sorry for me. I was like this lone Latina in, in the industry that I was in at the time. And she really had a lot of patience with me. And she would say to me, look, I'm here to help you. And she would even go to meetings with me to explain how to cut the deal and how to make the math work so that I wouldn't have as big of a window that I'd have to be out money because I was going to pay for that money. But what I realized is in today's world, I really want to talk a lot about banking. And you're going to hear me uh, do a lot of podcasts about banking because I realized that for so many of us, uh, going into a bank, first of all, for young people, it's like it doesn't happen. You guys are all into fintech. You're all doing banking online. And, you know, you have we now have Venmo and all these other entities, PayPal, Venmo, all this stuff. Everybody does everything online. But I really realized that uh, during the pandemic, when I was really helping the SBA and, and the state of California, helping small businesses get the money for the PPP loan, people that really didn't have a banking connection, people that didn't have... Um, you know, software like QuickBooks or many other softwares, but people that were just kind of doing everything like kind of mom and pop shop or really online were not the people that were getting the money for the PPP loans. And in my business or in any business, the people that don't, that are starting, that bootstrap a business and are figuring it out themselves and don't have the help of a team, starting with a bank, it doesn't end well. And so I want to encourage you all. I know that banks are kind of like boring, intimidating. You walk into a bank and you're it's very cold and you feel like, I'm just going to go there to cash a check or to deposit. In today's world, we can deposit from our house. But in fact, you need a relationship with a bank. You need to understand what is the purpose of a bank. You need to use a bank for what it can bring to you just like it uses you to make money for itself as well. It invests the money you put into it. But their ability to use your money also helps you ask for what you need, whether it's a loan, a mortgage, a line of credit, all things that I'm going to, you're going to learn in in these podcasts um, very deeply. But I want to let you know that that relationship, that personal relationship that you have to walk into a bank or call a bank and say, I need a personal banker. And maybe it's looking, going into the bank and seeing somebody that looks like you, whether that person is young or that person that you see is Latino or black or white or whatever, but somebody that you feel like you can relate to. And the importance of that in my life has been very, very big. I don't think, you know, again, I'm someone who bootstrapped a business It was not easy for me. I had to learn as I went along. But if I had not had Irene and you've heard, you know, and build a team uh, over time that included a banker, an accountant, a bookkeeper, um, you know, a, a mortgage broker, a real estate agent, building a team slowly in financial services, um, that helps you. You don't get very far. You certainly don't wealth build. If you work in a company your whole life and you do everything online and you and you have no relationships of people that are making your world larger, explaining to you how you can do things better, explaining to you how you can use other people's money 
to make money for yourself and give you the confidence to apply for those things. It's very hard to get to the end of the race here. So I thought I'd give you some specific information that might help you get started. We're going to we're going to baby step this and in further podcasts you're going to learn deeply about each of these things, but I want you to know that whether it's a bank or whether it's your car insurance or whether it's your health insurance or any of these any of these things I already mentioned mortgages whatever it is I know so many of you are tempted in today's world to just do it online and do it and find the best deal I promise you that if you don't have a relationship with your bank a human being that you can call I now have 10 people in three different banks because that will learn later I have an insurance person for my ha- for my houses or my real estate I have a human being. In fact, I have several human beings. For my health insurance, I have a human being. For mortgages, I mean, for everything, I have a person that is on my team. If you don't walk in and go find that person or figure out how to get that person, and when something goes bad, it's going to be a catastrophe. Good luck getting the money when your car is broken. And it's, you know, it's totaled and you have insurance. Good luck. It's a full-time job if you don't have a person. Good luck if uh, you have insurance for, you know, renter's insurance or home insurance You and you did it online and you don't know a human being that you go, oh my God, it's happened to me many times where I have a catastrophe and then good luck getting the money out of the, out of these companies. They are built to, even though you have the insurance, to postpone and postpone giving you the money or finding reasons why you can't get the money and holes in, you know, in the loopholes that they have that if you say the wrong thing, you're not going to get the money. So I am encouraging you, starting with a bank, to find that person that, that is your person and build a team around all your financial systems that is working for you. They're like your free employees. And they, and and we often don't think to do that or we get afraid and we think it's like, oh, I don't know how to ask for that. It's your right to ask for that. And again, the easiest way to do it if you're feeling intimidated about any of the things is look for someone that looks like you. When you go to get insurance, go into a place. They have many, there are many retail stores for insurance you know, you go to this one or that one, State Farm, Allstate, all the, and walk in and see someone that looks like you and find them and cultivate a relationship. So I'll tell you some things that I thought I would also tell you that might help you and that I've learned over time really help you with banking and financial services. Number one, I do believe in credit cards and the Venmos and the PayPals and this and that. Uh, I believe in paying them off at the end of the month. I don't believe in debt where you where you're paying 18% or 20% or any of those things. And I think the best way to handle that is, you know, in business, you take your um, statement for your credit cards and you code each expense. Is this a personal expense or a business expense? I have been doing that since I'm very young, whether it's a business expense or not, even before I had a business, because I think it makes you very mindful of your finances, not something you sweep under the rug, not something you're afraid of, but looking at how you're spending your money every month and go, 
you know, if I had a business, this would be a business expense, even if you don't have a business. But if you do, you know, do that. And, and it also makes you see, oh, God, I'm spending a lot of money on this. What am I doing? I'm spending a lot of money on clothes and I don't even have, you know, any money in the bank. That, 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 that process of being mindful about your money really helps. I think that during the pandemic, I helped a lot of people, as I said, uh, try to get the PPP loans. Most of the people that did not have a program, an accounting program, you know, um, again, like a QuickBooks, you know, I just got my my son uh, QuickBooks Lite or QuickBooks Easy, I think it's called, for young people. It's very hard to get and take advantage of things that come about in America when you don't have your accounting done and that it's something you could send very easily. And those programs make you be able to print out a program easily. I think for those of you that have small businesses, you know, it could be a hairdresser, it could be an Uber driver, it could be anything. I find that so many of you, you're making enough money to have a bookkeeper and it'll save you money to have a bookkeeper and have checks and balances between your accounting and the bookkeeper. So for me, I have... I have me that I prepare, you know, I do all of my, I do my coding of my bills. I look at everything so that I'm really clear where I am financially. But I also have a bookkeeper that comes in twice a month and then puts everything in QuickBooks. We check each other to make sure, am I doing, you know, what's going on with me? It's like a conversation. Money has to be a conversation. It has to be something that you enjoy, that you're seeing your money grow, that you're seeing where you could be better every month. And then I have the CPA at the end of the year that does my taxes. So creating a system and starting out in the simplest way with a program for yourself to do your own accounting, to code your bills, to look at it, have time to look at it every month in small doses so that at the end of the year, it's not some big catastrophe, that it's something that you're enjoying. You're in, my God, I'm becoming more good at this. I'm get, making more money because I'm noticing that I'm spending on these things that are stupid. So I hope you're hearing me that I started with banking because that's my trauma <laughs> and that's my pain that I have had to overcome. And, but what I really want you to take away from this is how to build a team that become your free employees because you're using the assets of all these companies and that those people are the ones that are going to save you when something goes wrong. Just by buying into it, just by putting your money in a bank or by buying insurance or by doing all these things isn't a guarantee that it's all going to work for you. It's that human connection and that relationship. And it's that daily practice of coding your, 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 your expenses, putting the money into a pro, putting the, the accounting into a program, eventually getting a bookkeeper, another team member. Eventually getting a CPA, the team in financial services, it's going to make you a masterful moneymaker. Moneymaker is a production of Money News Network. Moneymaker is written and hosted by me, Nellie Galan. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Thanks for listening. See you next time.